welcome to this edition of the My Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcast, and Chris Belcher. You can follow me at Chris Belcher24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show's at PBW Podcast on those platforms as well, so make sure you give us a follow. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Subscribe to the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel and all of those fun things. We would appreciate it very much. Once again, my name is Chris Belcher, and joining me in the same room is Mr. Andy York. Yeah. Andy, how's it going, man? Good. I'm glad we got to do this in person. Like, we're we're gonna say this is gonna hopefully be the norm. We're we're trying to get our schedules yeah. taken care of so that we can do this. I, I enjoy doing the podcast every week, but I feel like we've been missing something. And I think it's like part of it is you can only do so much over the internet. I agree. And we live close enough that we can do this. It's sad. We only live like 15 minutes apart. Yeah. And yeah but life is so busy. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> It's insane, but here we are. That's one of the reasons that, as you see on your little ticker below, we adjusted our recording schedule. New episodes coming out Friday now. Yep. So, um, that's one of the reasons that we did that, so that we could do this. Plus, everything started breaking on Friday. So, maybe we'll <laughs> catch something. Maybe we'll catch something live on the show. Who one knows? Day. I don't, man, that'll be insane. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So, because these shows move to Fridays, PBWF is moving to Tuesdays. Make sure you check out PBWF, our fantasy booking show we just actually recorded an episode full disclosure that's going to come out on tuesday we are almost to pay-per-view number four mm -hmm. so if you're just now catching up all the episodes are available in the archives make sure you go back and listen because there's a lot of stuff you've missed clearly if you're jumping in in month four you're you've missed some stuff yep so go check it out all right let's get into it man we apologize we could not get a show together last week schedules just was not our friend last week mm -hmm. so it was not. but here we are again we think we've figured it out so Hopefully. Let's start with some AEW. And one of the big news uh, points of last week was MJF and William Regal's promo. Yeah. And I have to think, man, watching that promo, that 98% of that promo was real. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. that 98% of this, you know, how you always see like biopics and stuff where this thing happens, but they stretch it to make it a little dramatic. Probably only 2% of that was stretched. I'd say all that happened. Uh, I completely agree. And I think, you know, one of the things that we talk about all the time is how great MJF is on the mic. Yep. Like, I I don't think there's anybody on his level in the entire wrestling to the degree that he's at. Roman Reigns is a really good promo. There's a lot of really good promo guys. But sure. week in, week out, what he does is consistently, consistently amazing. I, don't, I can't remember a bad MJF promo. Sure. So, well, like, well, it depends on, I think it depends on how you define bad. Right. As in taking shots at the Pillman family or, you know. But what I mean is, like, <laughs> yeah, like a promo where, like, man, can you just shut up already? Right. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. it, he hasn't had a promo where he hasn't got his point across sure. powerfully. Right. And you put him in there with somebody like William Regal, who I can't give, I love William Regal to death. I can't give him enough praise for what he does in his wrestling mind. And both of those guys together, it sure. was just. It was perfect. It yep. was magic. It was amazing. Um, and then, you know, because the same episode, credit to both him and to John Moxley having to on the fly cut a promo at the end of Dynamite. Right. Like that, that was that was really impressive for them as well. So yep. I loved it. I think we are in weird water with MJF right now. Mm -hmm. And I've loved every second of it. Like he has done such a fantastic job since coming back that I'm very excited to see what they're going to do at full gear. Well, speaking of that, before we get to full gear, before we get to what happened this week, I, 
was the most interesting thing in that promo was not just how good MJF was because MJF mm-hmm. cut this promo. He has the crowd in the palm of his hands yep. and he, they're biting on everything. Everybody's feeling sorry for him and he's getting all the cheers and you think, Oh man, he's delivered all these zingers to William Regal, whatever. And then Regal comes back yeah. Yeah. and then completely flips the table yeah and the way that mjf sold that i don't know how much of it was actual sell because right. like i said most of this was 100 percent shoot, shoot. I think. Yeah. yeah so the way his look and his expression after regal was like yeah but this yeah. and but that yeah. and whatever man it was just like you said it was just so well done it reminded me of his who the punk of sure. like their promos I'm sure most of their promos were shoot unscripted. Sure. Going out there doing what they did every single week. And it reminded me of that, of like this, we're just going to go out there and we're just going to lay it all on the table. Like we're just going to tell each other everything right there in front of, right there in front of everybody. And it, it absolutely worked. And so I, the crowd, like the crowd has been hot for MJF since he came back. We'll talk about in a second if he is actually heading in a certain direction. Right. But the fact that they're playing into it for if he doesn't, it's they're they're handling MJF perfectly right now. I think right. and it, it's going very very well. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what transpires because what Andy was alluding to is this past week on Dynamite we saw the firm mm-hmm. jump John Moxley at the end of the main event, and MJF had told them, "Look, stay out of the way. You've got two strikes. Yeah. Whatever." And the firm jumps John Moxley. MJF comes out and he kind of wrestles with himself. Does he? Doesn't he? Then he comes out and he try, He gets in the firm's face. He fires Stokely Hathaway. And then they jump MJF. Yeah. I mean, beat down MJF. Put him through the table. Put him through the table. All that. So most of the time when we see something like this, we think babyface. Yeah. Absolutely. He's turned babyface. Yeah. But do you turn John Moxley's challenger a baby face like that. That's, that's the weird spot that we're in. It is the thing though, about John Moxley is he is not John Moxley is a baby face by default, but he's, I consider him more of a tweener at times sure. because of his actions attitude. I don't think MJF is ever going to be a full no. baby face as right. well. Um, Cause it, you can't, it's hard to do like pure baby face versus pure baby face. Sure. Like last week, pure baby face. Hangman Page is a pure baby face. Baby face. Yep. John Moxley is that killer baby face type mentality. Right. Um, so like with MJF, I think what we're all thinking is he's really good at playing the baby face part. I mean, look what he did when he came back in Buffalo. And yep. my wife, who is from Buffalo, listened to that promo. And she loved MJF in the first five seconds and then hated his guts right. when he ripped the Josh Allen jersey off and everything else. It was very funny. Um, and I think we all can kind of see like, if he is a baby face after this, I think we could buy it. It's sure. just kind of weird. I think we're heading though in the direction of he's going to play a baby face probably the next couple of weeks. And I think Moxley is going to question that. Yeah. And then we get to the pay-per-view and we realize, Oh no, he's not. He's been playing this all along. The firm may help him win. he may just win it clean, right. however it's going to be. So I don't think we're heading in a full direction. Baby face MJF. I think we're heading into, he's playing us all. Until we get to the pay-per-view. That makes a lot of sense. And that would, you know, that would make sense for what MJF is. And, yeah. You know, the way he is and all that kind of stuff. And it would also make sense, too, for us to be able to get a heel champion. Yeah. To have Hangman or somebody chase him. Yeah. And then you allow John Moxley, who Lord knows needs some time off. 
let the man take take a couple of months off let him lose the title mjf whatever i hate again that aew is taking the wwe mindset of well we're in a pickle who's going to be our champion well we got john cena over here well john moxley i mean john moxley's going to be the champion just because you know what i mean yeah and i think i think we are we could easily head in that direction i think it's i think it's smart to have somebody that you can trust sure who's not going to be a cm punk and put you in a really bad spot right and with the title right um cena was obviously that randy orton has been that for wwe now you've got brock lesnar and roman reigns that have picked up that role i think it's smart to have somebody like that when you're in a pickle and like you have to get the title off somebody and you don't really know where you're going throw it on john moxley because the fans love john moxley right Right. now i i I don't think there's anything John Moxley could do at this point that would make the fans turn against him no, I agree. in anything. I totally agree. Um, and you, I think, I think Hangman is at that point too. You could put the title on Hangman, and the fans are going to love it. The crowd's going to go crazy for it. Yeah, but you know my feelings about Hangman. I do. His title run. I do. I Hangman just, is better at chasing than he is as champion. So much better. Um, and I didn't hate his title run as champion, but it it was because cl- when it was the bell cl- rang, it was just as good as anybody else. But it was in the in between stuff that was hard the impact of his title run is definitely the worst of any of the ones that that we've had i think because you've got jericho jericho mox kenny Kenny, hangman Mm -hmm. you can you throw punk in there and punk's been pretty eventful exactly (laughs) for the little bit that he held it so i mean that's for sure yeah speaking of punk speaking of eventful rumors floating around this week man that AEW is trying to buy his contract out yeah we won't see cm punk anymore but then there's the fear that he's going to go to WWE if that happens. I think it's going to be a fun discussion. By the way, it's going to be a fun discussion because I'm a. I, everybody knows I CM Punk is what got me into wrestling. Mm-hmm. Punk does not need to be in AEW anymore. AEW does not need CM Punk anymore. Right. Um. I think they did when he was there for a year, and I think his year run in AEW is going to be tarnished by what happened at the end. Yep. His year run in AEW was amazing. It was absolutely amazing with MJ. All the stuff he did with MJF, Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen, all of that stuff was fantastic. I don't think we'll ever see him in WWE anytime soon. I'm not going to say ever because I think everybody said that about Bret Hart and then (laughs) Bret showed back up in 2011. 10. 10, something like that. Yep. Um, And reports are triple h has softened on cm punk could possibly bring cm punk back in i think in a wwe environment cm punk might be more professional than he was in AEW because the chains are a lot tighter in wwe than they are in AEW. i don't think we're gonna see him though anytime soon i think i think he might be done wrestling permanently now um which i hate because of how big of a fan i am of cm punk but also he did it himself, so sure he don't really feel that bad for him. Um, but yeah, I if I'm AEW, I don't care if he goes to WWE at this point. Not me. Either. Let him go. Um, because I don't feel like he would fit in WWE as much as he would, Mm-mm. as much as he would fit in AEW. So I don't know. It's it's because, it's a weird time. Like look at all the people in WWE, and I, I've said this to various people. Like WWE feels like we haven't used this language in a long time WWE feels like a land of opportunity now yeah it has not in years yeah it feels like a land of opportunity so why would you spoil that feeling 
spoil that locker room vibe just to bring in CM Punk. Yeah. Mainly to spite AEW, to pop a rating, to... Well, I mean, because you know that's going to happen. I'm right. not saying that they're going to say, oh, well, AEW let, you, let him go. Now's the time. Let's go. Right. If Triple H is going to bring CM Punk in, he's got a reason for it. Yeah. There's a match that needs to happen or whatever. And I can think of a couple matches in WWE right off the rip that I wouldn't, I would be lying if I said I didn't want to see. Sure. I mean, a CM Punk, Seth Rollins feud especially with what happened a couple years ago with seth rollins running his mouth about punk and all that stuff right like instantly that's super interesting punk and kevin owens is super interesting punk and roman reigns punk and roman reigns is super interesting punk and Sami Zayn is even like interesting right. and johnny gargano and tommaso chance so, like there there are matches there it's just do you want to take the risk of having him there exactly um and I wouldn't be shocked if he showed up at a Rumble. I, you could even, if they really wanted to, have him work Rumble to Mania. And then after Mania, we could reevaluate. Sure. Go from there. Because who's not going to freak out in the Rumble this year if you hear Cult of Personality yeah. play? Right. That, that place is going to go mental sure. if that happened. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Especially if The Rock is in that Rumble, too, and you had Punk and Rock face-to-face again. Right. And there, like, they, like, there are some things you could do, but then again do you want to run that risk right do you want and do you also want to run the risk take that for a minute do you want to run the risk of if you do bring rock in mm -hmm. do you want rock overshadowed by this big storyline of the first appearance of cm punk in wwe in how many years yeah it would be poetic sure sure it would <laughs> but if but, you're if your focus is rock roman right then you're totally overshadowing that and you're also overshadowing cody rhodes coming back yeah, I think I think it would be different if there wasn't a two night WrestleMania. That's true. Because two night WrestleMania, one night we saw, I mean we saw it this year. One night you get Stone Cold and Kevin Owens that I don't think overshadowed anything. Right. Just as like Roman and Brock didn't over get overshadowed by anything. So I think sure. you could do a two night thing again, where you could do Rock Roman night two. Right. Night one you could do. Cody and Punk. What if right. Punk's champion? You have Cody come in. What right. if you know? And I think with Cody, I don't think Cody's going to be a surprise in the Rumble. No, I think they're going to Triple H it. He's going to come out and announce announce back. I'm back and I'm in the Rumble. Right. And probably you're probably right. Everybody's going to be happy with that. Everybody's going to be fine with that. The overshadowing. I just mean like the night of the Rumble. Like if you bring them all back in one night, sure it's an explosive night. But yeah. who do you want to shine the brightest? Right. And I. Not to compare, not to say, well, AEW did it. You could do it. Cole and Danielson sure. coming in at the same time. You could do. I think if you, I think if you did it at different times, like if you started off the night with, um, the Rock's return after Roman's match or whatever, that's a big pop. Punk at the end, that's a big pop. Sure. Um, but if Punk's in it, it'd be hard for Punk not to win it, as well. Depends and that's on another thing. Depends on if Rock's in it. it. Depends on if Cody's in it. Depends on if Cody's in so, it. So like, right. there, there's so, a lot of. A lot of that going around. All that to say, though, I, I'm with you. I don't think this is the right time for WWE no. to get CM Punk. The problem with that is, though, now's the only time. Because he's only going to get older. Right. And he's only going to get more bitter. And he's sorry, he is. Now he's already bitter. He's, that's what I'm saying. I don't it's, know how much more bitter he could become. But. Put him on a podcast and he's going to sue somebody. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> The longer you wait, I think the worse that it gets. Yeah. I'm not saying bring him in now, but I'm saying if you continue to let it ride, it's right. only going to get worse. And the thing is, like, I don't, 
he's injured right now too. Right. So like, how long is his injury going to keep him out yeah, exactly. for? Like, how long is his injury going to stay away? All this other stuff. Um, the only good, not the only good thing, because I'm not going to lie, if Punk went back to WWE, I would be fine with that. But that would also open the door for AJ Lee to come back if she ever wanted to. And sure. that's <laughs> that's big money right there. That is, that's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I could see AJ Lee in the Women's Rumble this year. Potentially. I could see, yeah. That that would make sense. We, you know, we'll, Lots of surprises it could possibly be. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that for Ben Door here in a minute. <laughs> but the other side of the punk situation and all that kind of stuff is the elite. And we haven't heard or seen from the elite at all until Wednesday. We see this random, no uh, setup, mm-hmm. nothing coming out, no mention of it. There's just this random video playing on Dynamite of the elite and them fading out of the picture and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So we're coming back. We are. Have you heard the theory going around though from wrestling fans? I saw uh, somebody, I think it was Alvarez, said trios tag titles. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, what's the theory? The I theory, because you saw the all, the AEW logo yes. fade. Yes. What if he turned to just got rid of AEW and turned it back into Ring of Honor? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I'm happy the elites back. I think, I think it was good that they got punished because sure they escalated. Sure. They're, they're, we're never going to know what actually happened that night, and never going to know what the actual punishment was either. Exactly. We just know we haven't seen because TV. there's been a lot of stuff that has come out, and the investigation's done. So you're going to start hearing a lot more stuff come out. It's just how much you actually believe because. If what's true about them kicking the door down, the door hit the dog, I would be upset. I would start swinging if my dog got hit in the face by a door, too. Listen. Don't believe that actually happened, though. Listen. Don't be completely honest. Jay, our, our buddy Jared called me yesterday, and he said, did you hear this nonsense? I was yeah. like, what? And he tells me the story about the dog. Yeah. I was like, are you joking? Yeah. Like, I get being upset if your dog got hit in the face. Yeah. But number one, Punk's crew had already backed off the fact that the bucks kicked the door yeah so yeah. now we're coming back and saying they kicked the door in and it hit the dog and my response to jerry when he called me was yes the dog just wanted to join the super kick party i don't know uh, yeah it's that i don't believe that now i, I did be- i do believe jericho did go confront punk right absolutely after. i, I can see punk yep. i can see jericho jericho don't care jericho went face to face with brock lesnar backstage so jericho, and goldberg so jericho don't care like jericho does not care nope. I, I think that's absolutely true going back to the elite though i think i think they deserve to be punished for what all happened sure but we need them back we do we need them back i don't i'm not saying AEW is like missing them but we need the elite back for I don't know. We need the elite back to be the elite. We need to bring them back to what they were at the beginning of this company, back to the heart and soul of AEW. Yep. Because, and the best thing about this whole brawl thing that happened is three guys have stepped up and AEW has been better for it. Moxley has stepped up in a huge way. Jericho has stepped up in a role that he should have had at the beginning. And Danielson has stepped up. Three veterans of the business that have been on the other side know what it's like to not always <laughs> be in the picture that they thought they should be in mm-hmm. and they know how to handle it. Sure. Like, they know how to handle it properly. So, and you know, we have, we didn't even talk about this. Moxley just re-signed a five-year deal right. where his role is also as a mentor right. in the company. Brilliant. 
Yep. Absolutely brilliant to have him there. Jericho is taking a bigger role after signing a three-year extension. He's going to take a bigger role. I think AEW's backstage is going to get much better once you get rid of CM Punk. Here we go. We're going to have fun. Once you get rid of the Punks, the Guevara's, and the Rosas. Yep. <laughs> so that's, 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 yeah. And, yep. and you know, it, no locker room is going to be perfect. Sure. I'm sure WWE's locker room right now is not perfect. There's a lot of, right. when you, when you're in a team game that's very individual based at the same time, it's, you're going to have egos flare up. Sure. And that's, Absolutely that's just going to happen. So I find it very interesting that I'm the one that's going to say this. You said that AEW doesn't necessarily need the elite. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, they need to be back. I think AEW needs the elite. Yeah. I'll go and say it. And I'm the one that dogs the young bucks all the time, <laughs> but they are missing from AEW. Yeah. Like I, as someone who does not like, I don't want to say I don't like those three guys. They're not my favorites. Let's put right. it that way. But when I am looking at this company as a whole, to me, there's a big hole, big hole with yeah. them out there. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think it's, and what's weird is like, I don't think the bucks are missed in the tag division. Because you've got, see, I do. Because you've got Swerving Our Glory, FTR. You've got the acclaimed. You've got, um, uh, 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 the dudes in the Jericho Appreciation Society. That have you, uh, have you seen that they are on comment? The one guy that talks really weird, um, is on commentary on Dark, and it's amazing. He is amazing. But you've got them. You've got the guns. You, I mean, you've got tag teams there, and if you, and you've got Santana and Ortiz. Maybe you've got. No, you don't have Santana Ortiz. Well. If, if you if you believe what Conan says, we don't have that. Yeah, Ortiz. you've got uh, the uh, Lucha, Lucha Brothers. Yep. Um, you're going to have Jurassic Express back at some point. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they're missing necessarily from the tag division. But if you add them to the tag division, it's already elevated even more so. I think they're just missing in AEW as a whole. Yep. Like, as a group, as yep. the three guys, they're missing as a whole. Kenny Omega for all his flaws at times yep. and for all the things that people dog him for, he is, he is that main event scene in a lot yes, of ways. Like people, I have I, seen AEW twice, never seen Kenny Omega in person. And I'm mad every single time because it's Kenny Omega. And like, I, that's missing. I, I've said this several times on this podcast. Sorry if our video feed just went out. Uh, I've said this several times on this podcast and I will continue to say it because I believe it. Kenny Omega is the heart and soul of AEW. Yeah. John Moxley can be the face. Yeah. That's fine. Kenny Omega is the heart and soul of that company. And when you don't have Kenny Omega, the hole is obvious to me. And I think you throw the elite in there. I can think you throw the elite. I think you throw Paige in there as well. Like those, not as much, but those four guys. I I see what you're saying. Those four guys and Cody started this whole thing. And without the four of them, you're kind of missing something. Sure. I agree with that. And I still don't think AEW misses Cody, which is weird to say. I think they miss him in the locker room. They Maybe. certainly miss him in the locker room. Maybe, because I think there was some there was this was already kind of happening when he was there. And he see him. Yeah. So I, I but I don't think on like on screen, not once have it been, man, this place is missing Cody. Like I I think I think that he AEW's been fine without Cody, and Cody obviously has been fine without AEW. See, I think, well, again, whole other discussion, but I I will agree to disagree because <laughs> I think they're missing Cody a lot. I think Moxley has picked up the Cody spot. Well, like that could be true too. Um, but Moxley is and didn't kick himself out of the title picture right, right off but, the rip. Right, but Moxley's not putting people over. 
Like he's putting people over, but by winning, Cody had no problem putting his shoulder just to the mat. Yeah. But then again, that was also, that became a problem too, because then every feud he was in, like, we know Cody's going to lose this. Exactly. You're right. All right. Um, Speaking of Jericho, we mentioned him a minute ago. Um, Really good tag match to open Dynamite this week. Claudio's swing spot was ridiculous. Uh, But Jericho, open challenge against any former ROH champion. There's two obvious ones. Yeah. Uh, Not counting CM Punk. We're not even Uh, even talking about that. There are two obvious ones, and if it's not one of these two guys, who else could it be? Of course, I'm talking about Adam Cole's mojo. Yeah. If it's not one of those two guys, who is it? Um, because Lethal's fighting Darby that same night. Yep. I'm trying to think who else. Matt Taven was Ring of Honor title winner. Uh, so you could do him. Um, obviously you're not gonna get Kevin Steen or Tyler Black or El Generico. Those three, those right. three are not gonna be there. It's probably not gonna be Brian because um, Brian's already lost three times. Right. You could do um. Uh, oh, what is his name? Austin Aries. Uh, they don't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. I'm just th- <laughs> I'm just throwing out names. Listen, uh, my my knowledge of Ring of Honor yeah. is like this. So he's Hang on, I'm going to have to look it up. He's the other one that I The guy about. that won the first one ever, he was also on NXT for when they were in the game show. Oh, I'll tell you who it could be. Christopher Daniels. I thought about him, too. That would be that would be very interesting if it was Christopher Daniels. Hang could on, I'm pulling be, up the list right now. Could be Christopher Daniels. I mean, if Jerry Lynn's going to come out of retirement, it could be low-key. It could be low-key. It could be low-key. Okay. Um, okay. I can get behind that. I mean, it'd be interesting. Homicide. It could be homicide again. Maybe. Because yeah. he came back for like he did. That's two right. seconds. Nigel McGinnis isn't in <laughs> WWE anymore, but I don't think he can. I don't think he can wrestle. I don't know that he can go. Um, Eddie Edwards, I could see. David, I mean, there's a list of guys that you could bring in. Eddie Edwards would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, That'd be interesting. But then again, I don't think – I think you're right. I think it is down to Adam Cole and Samoa Joe. And I, I'm i leaning more towards Joe than Cole. Absolutely. I don't think Cole's too. coming back until a pay-per-view. You're probably right. But this will be a good spot to have him in. It would you, be. You talked about – I think you talked about two weeks ago when we recorded. Correct me if I'm wrong. It could just have been a conversation we were having. About Adam Cole reclaiming the Ring of Honor title being the guy to dethrone this run of Jericho, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. I can see that, but see, I think that fits better at a pay-per-view. Sure it does. Because I think the elite come back at a pay-per-view. And right. obviously what happened last time Adam Cole and the elite were in the ring together. Right. So I think you could have Adam Cole beat Jericho at full gear. Let's and say it happens at full gear. And then that's where Kenny Omega and the elite come back, and then Kenny versus because obviously neither one those two guys aren't going to be in the AEW World Title picture for a while because of MJF is going to have that title yep. for a, a long time. Yep. Um, you could have Kenny Omega if you want to build the Ring of Honor title and have their own TV. You need a feud that is going to build that. Kenny and Cole, Kenny and Adam Cole build that instantly. Yep, I agree. I agree. Not mad at that at all. All right, uh, I think that's gonna do it for. And get well better. Or get well soon, hangman. <laughs> and get well soon, hangman. Yes, for sure. And Adam Cole. Yeah. Um. All right, I think that's gonna do it for everything AEW. If you're just now joining us, welcome to the Bible Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We are in person for the first time in a long time for our regular show. Um. So thanks for hanging out with us. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast. 
subscribe to the body slam dunk youtube channel all that fun jazz give us a follow on social media at bbw podcast i'm chris belcher he's andy york we have talked all things aew and now let's pivot to the other side and a great little bridge yep. to pivot to the other side is our good brothers carl <laughs> anderson and luke gallows did you realize that in 2022 they've wrestled for all the major companies i have noticed and I've also noticed that Bullet Club has a member in every single company. Well, that's hilarious. So I didn't think about that. So that's really funny. Yeah. So Gallows and Anderson wrestle for AEW, Impact, New Japan, WWE, and NXT. Yeah. Yeah. In 2022. That is wild. That's crazy. Isn't that? That's just that so is wild. crazy. I just want to know how long it's been planned for them to come back to WWE. Like I know their contract expired at a certain point or whatever, but I think Fightful said that new japan knew that they were going back to wwe as early as august so winter place took over yeah so they've probably known for a while and i think i think they knew for a while and carl still being the neverweight champion was done on purpose sure to have this oh absolutely i think which is why my goodness it makes this this whole thing so interesting yeah because you've talked about, we mentioned this uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. About New Japan guys showing up in the Rumble. Yeah. You never know what will happen. But it just makes it interesting that New Japan is the most thriving company because they have working relationships yeah. with both AEW and WWE. They're Impact this year. And Impact. No, no but they are oh, Impact. Impact. They, they yeah, are yeah, Impact yeah. Wrestling this year. Yes. Last yeah, year, yeah. Impact was working with uh, AEW and WWE because yeah. of Mickey James. I still, I'm going to, until the Rumble is over, I'm gonna say we're gonna see somebody, somebody from yeah. New Japan for sure in that room. If I don't think it's gonna be Okada, but if it is Okada, my goodness, I'm gonna lose my mind. That would be wild. I think I think an Ishii, I think um, a Suzuki, both of those guys. I think a Jay White would even fit. I don't think there's any way Will Ospreay will do it because right there's a lot of animosity lot, between lot, Will Ospreay and a lot of guys in WWE. Right. Um. But just the fact that one of those guys can show up is ridiculous. I know uh, Carl Anderson is supposed to work more like uh, he's supposed to defend his title the same day as Crown Jewel. Yep, doubt that's going to happen. But he's also supposed to work a lot of other days with New Japan that WWE have already cleared for him to right. work. And I think the only reason, the only way they would clear that to work is if WWE got something in return. Sure. So. I think it'll be very interesting to see. It's gonna be I wouldn't be shocked if Carl Anderson still defend. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't show up at Crown Jewel and showed up at the New Japan. Oh, show. yeah, me too. That's what I expect to happen. I don't expect to be. But Crown I don't know Jewel. who's going to take his spot. Edge. Yeah, that makes sense. It'll be Edge, for sure. Or, um, or Cameron Grimes. Cameron <laughs> Grimes. That'd be fantastic. All right. So, speaking of the Good Brothers, fun stuff on Raw. Gallo's getting body slammed by Rhea Ripley. That was amazing that was wild but what was even more amazing yes that happened the backstage stuff afterwards <laughs> man oh my gosh i love i love anderson and gallows so much they're so funny i love anderson and gallows when there's not a vincent man in charge of their jokes right <laughs> when they're when they are them they are hilarious especially with aj oh it's so and, and with finn like yep. the stuff that they were doing with finn it's it's yeah it's it's very good. They, they. I'm glad they're back. Uh, Carl Anderson has said some stupid stuff in the past. Ignore it. Uh, 
I, money know, talks. Money that, talks. That, that's money, just the way it is. Money does talk. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they're back, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Sure. Heading forward with them. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, but just that fun stuff on. <laughs> when, when they were in the when they were in the doctor's office, and he came waddling in. <laughs> She gets you too. Yeah. Oh my god. Now here's the question. Who are they gonna get to take care of Rhea? Because they talked about Gallo said he knew somebody. Hmm. So who's who's the female version that's gonna come in? And I have two guesses right off the rip. First person that I thought of when you said that was Jordan Grace. Not with, I don't think so. I don't think she's gonna come the in. The other one that I thought of. And this probably wouldn't fit, but it would be interesting. It's been rumored. Chelsea Green. I thought about her too. I think it's more, I think it's Charlotte. Oh. uh, Because Charlotte and AJ had their run in that mixed match challenge. Yeah. Keeps her out of the title picture right away. Puts her in a big time feud. The only thing is, is Charlotte going to be a baby face when she comes back? Bingo. That's it. Because the OC are going to be baby faces. Right. So that's why I'm thinking if it's not Charlotte, Beth Phoenix. Oh, yeah, that could be immediately. Good. Especially if it's Edge that takes the place of Carl Anderson. I could absolutely see Beth Phoenix. Well, yeah, because she's the one that got the concerto and all that kind of yeah. stuff, baby. So yeah. that would make sense. All right. Uh, let's move on. What direction should we go? All right. Let's stick on Monday Night Raw here. <laughs> um, man, we. Full disclosure, before we started recording, we were going through topics. We're trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to talk about? What's most important as we do before every show? And one thing that we glossed over the first time that we went through, and then we decided we have to talk about it. It's freaking R-Truth, man. Amazing. He's so good. Like, he, he is honestly one of my favorites. One of my favorite entertainers ever in WWE. He's so good. I I'm gonna say this Uh-oh. right here on the record. Our truth is the funniest man to ever be in WWE. <laughs> I agree with that totally. <laughs> and I think like The Rock is obviously funny, but like pure funny characters. Yep. You think of the Hurricane. You think of Our sure Truth. You think of Doink. Maybe right. Like there are a couple guys. Nobody holds a candle to Our Truth. No. For as long as he's been doing it, just so funny. Right. So funny. The stuff with him and Johnny. When they kept saying truth, when when Miz kept saying truth and truth and truth, <laughs> I knew our truth was gonna come out. Right. And he came out and said, "You said you're telling the truth. I'm right here. What are you gonna tell me?" Like so funny, just absolutely. He, he's like what fifty? He's almost. I don't think he's fifty, but I think he's close. I think he is. I'm, he's. I'm looking it up because you gotta remember he wrestled in Impact for a while too. He did. That's true. I'm looking. It up. I think he's at least fifty. If not a little older, let's see. He is right at fifty. Yeah, he doesn't look it. No, Lord, and doesn't act it. And clearly not. And yeah, it, the stuff he was doing, and then he goes on NXT and thinks he's hosting Halloween Havoc, which was the week before, the Saturday before. <laughs> like, just such funny, it's so stupid. It should not work. But it's our truth. Let me and tell you what. Work. Let me tell you what's funny is we're going down this our truth rabbit hole. I love our truth. By the way, if you want to know how much I love our truth, episode one of PBWF, yes. episode yes. two of PBWF. Yes, just go listen. Amazing to it. stuff. It's, Amazing it's stuff. so good. Anyway, um, did you ever watch the Our Truth game show? 
when it was on the network. Yes, I did. So good. Yes, I did. So ridiculous and so stupid, but it was so funny. Also, might be my favorite R True segment of all time is him and Brock and Paul Heyman <laughs> when he declared for the Rumble and said he was going to eliminate <laughs> Paul Heyman. <laughs> And then he realized it was Brock. Like he a- he actually popped Brock in the right. middle of the ring, right? To the point where like Brock wanted to work with R Truth for the title at some point. It's so funny. So it's like so now good. that Brock is not in the title picture, I need an R Truth Brock Lesnar tag team. That's <laughs> what I was getting ready to say. I don't want them to face each other. I, I want team. the tag. I need team. a tag team because you got ridiculous cowboy Brock now, and then you add R Truth. Could it. you imagine so them coming out? Let's say they fight at some at WrestleMania. They fight somebody or a tag team at WrestleMania. Right. Brock driving a tractor with R Truth on the back of it and overalls. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. I need it. You know what would be great is the tag team to put them against. Maybe not necessarily um, at WrestleMania, but it's got to be Alpha Academy. Oh, absolutely. Alpha Academy and R Truth and Brock. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Absolutely. This would also, like, if you could fantasy book and bring anybody in them versus the bushwhackers would be oh my god so stupid oh and amazing god. at the same time but alpha academy yeah alpha you could put the thing about alpha academy is you could put them with anybody yes, you can. and it's gonna work yes, you can. <laughs> so like they they are chad gable's the, doing the best stuff he's ever done otis is doing the best stuff he's ever done they're going to be a really hot baby face team at some point. Sure, they are. It's gonna be fun. Speaking of Chad Gable and that moonsault counter, and oh for the gosh, that Holy knee was nasty. Cow, jeez. All right, um, let's have a discussion about our United States champion, Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins has been a hot topic on our show for a long time, and it's probably because he hasn't won a title in a long time. Yep. Until now. He hasn't won a pay-per-view match for a long time. Until Triple H took over. Until Triple H took over. (laughs) So, it's been a hot topic on our show. But now that he's champion, he's feuding with Ali. Now, I get the company literally trusts Seth Rollins with anything. It's like, okay, go go get this guy over. Yeah. And to me, this could be a situation of, all right, Ali, we've tried several different things. If you can't get over with Seth Rollins... Maybe it's just not going to work. I don't right. know that that's the case. Just, just yeah. the way my brain works. Are you buying this as a formidable Seth Rollins feud, though? Like, is this, as a Seth Rollins fan, as we want right. him to be in the main event picture, yeah. are you buying this as a step up or a step down? Neither. <laughs> in, a, in a really weird way. Okay. I know. I know I'm avoiding the question. I think if he was holding a world title, absolutely, this is not where he should be. Okay. I think the fact that he's holding the U.S. A U.S. and an IC title, in my opinion, is a title that should be held by somebody that will help build others up at the same time. Okay. For example, Walter holding the IC title. Obviously, Sheamus has a historic career. We haven't been talking about Sheamus nearly as much until he started feuding with with. Walter and, and that whole thing has taken off. That's true. I think you need to have somebody with Seth that is not going to take the title from him, but that you could build off of. I think it's too okay. soon for Johnny. Okay. To Johnny and Seth. Because sure. as soon as Johnny and Seth go at it, Johnny has to win that title off of Seth. I think I think Ali is a perfect guy for Seth, to be completely honest. Because one, 
you know the match is going to be unbeatable. <laughs> so, uh, the match is going to be unbelievably good whenever they finally fight each other for that title. And I feel like Seth is the kind of guy, like even when he was on commentary calling the match between Theory and Ali this week, you started to feel bad for Ali because of the things Seth was saying. Sure. So like, I feel like they're going to, I feel like this is here to build up Ali and defeat. Cause I don't think Ali's going to win this title. He, I mean, he come at, came out and cut that promo on Bobby Lashley. We all were filling it with Bobby Lashley and him. I think Ali is going to be fine. I don't think it's one of those sink or swim moments. I think this is, we talked about it, the land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Vince didn't really give Ali that many opportunities. He gave him retribution, and we saw how quickly that fell apart instantly. So I feel like this is one of those, we're going to go out there and we're going to see, because anytime he came out there, the fans are behind him. The fans love Ali. Sure. So I feel like this is one of those, you know, perfect feuds for Seth right off the bat. Go after, defend the U.S. title. You're going to win. You're going to retain. But also building, kind of like what he's done with Matt Riddle, building someone up in defeat. Right. We'll see. I don't know. I just... I feel like we're getting to the point where it's now or never with Ali. Probably. And I just don't I don't think Seth is the guy for him to beat. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think just, he, I don't think he's the guy to beat either, but I think this is a good starting off point right. for him. Okay, well, we'll see, I guess. Uh you mentioned Johnny Gargano. Let's talk about Johnny Gargano, aka Johnny Whistleblower. Yeah. Um I know we're going to be opposites here. Yeah. I love this. I love the whistleblower stuff. It's so funny. I love so good. I love the whistleblower stuff. However, what do you not love? He's been losing a lot. It feels like he's only lost once. He's lost twice. Twice. Otis beat beat him. Okay. And uh, Corbin beat him. Corbin beat him. Which he's lost twice. He's been back since he's been back for August. August. Yeah. Something like that. I just feel like his booking has been really weird. I feel like he, until now, he has had no direction. He was going with, with he that. was going with theory, and then the theory thing just stopped. It right. seemed like out of nowhere because he beat him, right? And then they didn't really bring anything else back up. He's kind of been going doing Ms. Loomis. Ms. Loomis. He's been in like an in between phase right now. Sure. I don't think you, you. I don't think you want him to go right after Corbin because you're trying to build Corbin up as well. And that's like a lose-lose situation of if you have Johnny beat Corbin too soon, then Corbin's not a, a reliable threat. If you beat Johnny too much, Johnny's sure. going to start losing, and nobody's going to really – it's going to be a Cody situation in AEW, it feels like. Well, I feel like that – I don't feel like Johnny is the problem. No. I think Miz is the problem. Because as much as I love the Miz, and as much good stuff as the Miz does, and as talented as he is, I think when you have somebody feuding with Miz, it always feels like not just a step backwards, but a step sideways, and we don't really know what what direction we're going. And that's the thing. Like, I like the Miz a lot, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember, other than Dolph, I can't remember a great Miz feud. Right. His feud with Cena going into WrestleMania was awful. Well, yeah, that was a different Miz, though. Um, His feud going in with Cena at WrestleMania 34? Three. Three. 33 mm-hmm. was 
nothing. His run as Intercontinental Champion leading up to 34, though, I thought was really, really good. But it wasn't a specific feud. Yeah. You know? when, he's, when he's in an isolated feud, I can't remember a good feud. Right. Other than the Dolphin with the IC title right. on SmackDown in 2016. Like, right. that, was, that was the best Miz feud. His feud with Edge was okay. It was good. It felt like it went nowhere, though, after a while. Yeah. His feud with Bray when he was the Fiend started off good and then went went, south really quick. Right. Um, So I think, I don't think it's much Johnny. I think it's Miz is is the issue there. And Jared would be so happy to hear me say that. (laughs) But I think Miz just just might be the issue. But I think, I think things will get better for Johnny because I think you want to push him to the top. I think, but you have to. I think you have to move all the pieces in the and right I think, spot. I think Champa being hurt yes. has derailed some of this. Because I, I, like, I feel like we were heading to a Johnny. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Johnny Champa WrestleMania. Yep, me too. Those two. Yep. Um, and we may still get that. I don't know how long Champa's going to be out yeah, for because he had that hip surgery. Right. But I feel like that's derailed a lot of stuff. So now right. we're kind of in like the, we just got to get Johnny on TV right. any way we can and figure it out from there. I agree. All right, let's pivot over to SmackDown. One of the biggest things from SmackDown, literally biggest, is the size difference in Braun Strowman yeah. and Omos. Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about Braun and Omos. They're going to face next week, but holy cow, dude. Omos is Put, huge. Putting them in the ring together? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I Omos, when he was in the ring with Bobby, you could tell the difference. Bobby's not a tall, tall guy, though. Like, he, right. obviously, he's taller than both of us, but he's not like a tall, tall guy. Right. So, obviously, we figured stature wise, Omos was going to be bigger than him. Maybe not as much muscle. Right. Omos is much taller and much bigger than Strowman. Yes. Like, he made Strowman look small, he did. <laughs> which is crazy. He did. Now, if Strowman, you know, he's gotten into some a really good shape over the last couple of years. Yep. If he had been at his biggest, you know, almost would have still been taller, but it might would have looked a little, yeah, a little more even, but still like, you know, you talk this story all the time, how you went to raw when Strowman came back and he passed right by he's you huge. and you were like, Oh my gosh, he's, he's huge. Yep. Now we've got somebody that's actually big yeah. and yeah. it's wild. Yeah. Cause like that same, that same episode of raw that I went to Brock went by. Yeah. And like, I was literally ringside by the ramp they both walked by and i was like stroman's bigger than brock it looks like at this point right and then omos comes in and we're like oh no omos is the biggest dude we've ever seen on here it's insane it's ridiculous how but big, how big he is. that being said their magic crown jewel is going to be awful <laughs> i Quick, it's gonna be five minutes if that i can just about bet that the ring implodes in that match is that gonna be the main event no they'll figure out a way I think they'll figure out a way to do it. I could probably see that. Nobody loses. Nobody wins. Yep. If they can figure out a way to do it and continue the show, I think they'll do it. I mean, you've got enough time. It could be the semi-main event, and you've got enough time in Roman Reigns' entrance to put it back together. So it's true. It's very true. That's very, very true. So, I mean, that, that could work. Yeah. Um, also on SmackDown, man, is it just me? Or is there some revitalized thing behind Rey Mysterio switching brands? Like, do you feel like he's way more important now? Yeah, because he got away from his son. And I don't mean that as a dig to Dominic. Because I think Dominic is doing the best stuff he's ever done right, right now. But that storyline was dragging way too long. And it felt like when they were a tag team, Ray had to slow down to help Dominic. Mm. Mm. And so now he doesn't have to slow down. He's on his own. 
and I cannot wait for Gunther to absolutely kill him <laughs> in the ring. What is that next week? I think so. Yeah, not tonight, but next. Friday. I think so, and that that that's one of the things that I love, like because that's why I was hoping Ricochet would win too, because one of those two guys are going to sell it crazy and make Gunther feel huge, like, yep. even more so than he is now. So I agree. I think Rey Mysterio, Rey's one of those guys that like you're way. I think every year we're like, this is going to be the year where Ray kind of falls off a little bit because of his age and everything else. And he hasn't fallen off yet. And he hasn't. Because he's been on those banger of matches with Andrade a couple years ago and Seth and now all of this other stuff he's doing. He, I mean, and don't get me wrong, the stuff that he and Dominic did with the Usos, their tag yeah. feud was great. It was great. You yeah. know, so Ray can still, Ray can still go. Yeah. He might be a step slower than he used to be, but Ray can still go. Which is like 20 steps still faster than I'll ever be. So. Exactly. <laughs> But I just think it's very interesting, man. Like in watching Ray's stuff, it's just been like three important. weeks. Yep. He feels so important. Yeah, he really does. And I think, honestly, credit is to Triple H because one thing about Vince is I don't think Vince knew how to book little guys very well at times. Mm. I mean, it, it depend it, it depended on the story, mm. but I don't think he knew how to book a smaller opponent that great, especially I, a guy like Ray. I can agree with that. And I'll add to that. I don't think Vince did a very good job. Listen, for you people that are listening and have listened for a long time. Yes, I'm bashing Vince's booking. All right. I know y'all think I'm a homer. And you praise the Young Bucks on the same episode. What is happening? What is happening? Right and, now? I, and I bash CM Punk. What is what is happening? <laughs> in this episode? What a show. Um, But no, I think Vince had a hard time digging guys out of holes. Yes. When they yes. lost momentum. He had a really hard time of doing that. And Triple H did it just like that. Vince, Vince was the kind of guy you lost momentum, you're done for a while. Sure, like we're we're you're my <laughs> honestly. Vince was like, oh, I'm bored with this toy. Here comes the new toy. This yep. toy is going to go over here for a while, and then he'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot I had this toy. Let's bring this toy back in and, right. and see what happens. Triple H is very good at, like you said, bringing by bringing guys back from the dead, <laughs> basically sure. career dead, like Karrion Cross coming back in. And, Karrion Cross's first night on SmackDown was more impactful than anything he had done in that entire run with Vince. Sure it was. When he was here. 100% it was. Um, L.A. Knight, as soon as he came back, L.A. Knight has felt like a big deal coming back into this. I just wish they'd change his name. I love it. It's better than, than Max, Dupree. Max Dupree. It just doesn't sound, L.A. Knight just doesn't sound like a real name. Yes, I'm on that kick. It needs to sound like a real name. Yeah. I mean, L.A. could stand for something. We get Lawrence th Anthony Knight. There you go. <sighs> okay, we'll call him. So we call him L.A. <laughs> anyway. There you go. Man, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> but he, you're right. He does do a very good job of digging guys out of the hole that they were put in. Yep. And Rey Mysterio is one of those guys that was, I'm not going to say he was in a hole, but he was starting to sink. Sure he was. And he needed a change. Absolutely. And he made that change. And. This is the most important race felt in quite some since time. probably returning in 2018 in that rumble yep. where he was number 30 and the crowd went crazy for it. Yep. Yep. So. Absolutely. All right. Let's get to the biggest thing. We said the biggest thing for last Ray Wyatt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's start two weeks ago with the promo dude. I am not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan. Yeah. Never have been. Never will be. But your boy got chills during that promo. Yeah, yeah. That was, I put that on a level with Hulk Hogan after WrestleMania 18. Yeah. That 22 minutes where he couldn't talk in Montreal. Yeah. 
And then I'm not going to go as far as saying Undertaker Hall of Fame night, but man, this could be the greatest return ever. Right I, here. I, I think, I, yeah, I think it's absolutely the greatest return of this generation. For sure. Easily. Yep. And I'm putting that up there with Punk. I'm putting that up there with um, Danielson going to AEW, like Adam Cole going to AEW. This, this, this return has been perfect. Even with Cody coming back at WrestleMania, like three weeks in with Cody coming back, I feel like we were excited, but the honeymoon phase had kind of fallen off a little. You know what? Who do you feud with? Miss. Yeah, there you go. Um, with Bray, since the intrigue of him returning, everything was super high. Everybody was ready for it. From Bray returning on, the intrigue has been just as high. Right. Like I have, I have not lost any intrigue right. in what he's done. In fact, I've gained every week. I'm like, what is happening now? Well, that, that's that's the thing is they always keep you guessing. Yeah. Like with Cody, we guessed, we guessed. Oh, it was going to be Cody. The ratings went up. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And that still didn't take away from the moment at WrestleMania. No, it was when still I almost passed out. <laughs> still, yeah. It was still huge. Yeah. But. After that, like you said, there was no more guessing. Right. It was okay. Now he's going to get in the ring and he's going to deliver. And we're still going to be excited. Yeah. But he, he's going to get in the ring and deliver. With Bray, there still seems to be more questions than answers. Yeah. That's that's what I, you know, that's what I, I think I told Katie this because um, we were watching it. The thing about Bray that I love is he answers your questions and like next week he'll answer your questions and leave even more questions. Sure he will. That's like what Roddy Piper used he to say. Answer, answers your questions with a question. Yeah, and that's what Roddy Piper's whole thing used to be. When they think they know the answers, I change the question. Right. That's kind of what Bray. Like that's kind of what Bray does. Sure is, he does. As soon as we figure out this, he's like, "Oh, but here's this other little thing that you have no idea. Like, who's the circle? Right. What's the circle? What's the circle? Yeah. Is it is it his inner self? That's the circle. Is it this other entity that we saw in a video package the same night? And like I think they were very smart in how they did these two separate promos. Sure. From two weeks ago to this week, because the first we needed a Wyndham Rotunda promo. We didn't sure need we did. a Bray Wyatt promo. Sure we did. And him getting emotional, like all of that Wild. stuff. You were there when I met him, and yep. I told him, like, "Look, man, you kept me in wrestling right for a long time. You're my favorite thing in wrestling for a long time. Yep. And even when we met him, we could tell not that he didn't want to be there." But that it seemed like his passion for wrestling had fallen. Sure. A lot. Sure. And he had gone through a lot at that point with, I think Brody had passed away by that point. Brody passed away, yeah. And I think that was around the time where his childhood friend had passed away or something like that. He had gone He had gone through a lot. Sure. And for him to come out there and say, every time I tried to run, you guys wouldn't let me run. Like, yep. that was closure that we needed. Sure. And then for that video package to cut him off, because we were texting about it when it happened, and you're like, I feel bad for him because his promo got cut short. And I was like, I think that was on purpose. Like, right. I think they played that on purpose. Well, if in fact they did, right. he comes out the next week, that backstage promo. When's the last time we saw Bray Wyatt do a backstage promo? Right. The lighting, everything was perfect. Everything he said, we were on his every word for. And then he drops that circle. He's what he said, um, I'm going to hurt a lot of people along this way and I'm not going to feel bad about it at all because right. I do what the circle tells me. And like that line alone, I was like, what is going to happen now? Right. Who is it? First off, who's he going to target now? 
and who's the circle? Like what right. what is going to happen? So yeah, I, I love the fact that we get more questions and answers because it keeps the intrigue building more and more and more. And again, like we've been saying for a long time, like all these cut-ins that they've been doing and stuff, you just don't know when they're coming. If you're not watching, you're going to miss it. Yeah, and they, they happened twice to Seamus. Yeah. Which I don't know if you knew that. I did. And then freaking QR codes, man, have ruined my life. <laughs> I clicked on – have you seen the QR code no. for this one? So the QR code for this one sends you to a mental health form like question and yeah. thing. The patient name is Bray Wyatt. There's a patient ID that looks like a phone number. If you call the phone number, it says, what is it? It says, we never, I never changed. I never, I never changed. I survived. We never changed. We survived. Mm. So it's like, what? Cause nothing else really matters in that thing. It's just those two things. So sure. like these QR codes are adding more intrigue. It's just, it's fun. Like it's so it's so much fun and it's intriguing and it's it's using technology and wrestling in a way that I don't think we've ever seen before. Absolutely. Of like every week we have to be looking and we can we can do the detective work ourselves to find out because like if you missed the QR code stuff, you were confused about the white rabbit stuff until the SmackDown before Extreme Rules. Exactly. And so if you're following along, it's like it's rewarding us for paying attention, which we, which we is have been beautiful. saying, which we have literally said on the SummerSlam post show. Yep. We are being rewarded for paying attention. Yep. And this is this is evidence of that. Yep. Absolutely it is. So lots more to come with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Yep. Um, lots more to come. We hope lots more to come. I man, I would love some behind the scenes something of just how the inner workings of this. I need and... the twenty four documentary on Bray Wyatt returning. Oh. Like I need I don't I I can't remember the last twenty four one did not. I think they normally do it for WrestleMania. They I I know they were shooting one for Cody. Yeah, with him, but then he got hurt. His comeback. Yeah, but it was his WrestleMania comeback. Yeah, so, so I feel like Bray would get one for his Extreme Rules comeback, especially with like I want to see how they set up that whole return with all the the masks and the figures and everything else. Like I I would love to see all that. Yeah, I would love if we did some sort of documentary follow along of Bray. Yeah, throughout this time and all that would be really yeah. really cool. All right. That is going to just about do it. Lots of things that we really didn't get to. I mean, Sami Zayn and Jey Uso, one of the most entertaining things. <laughs> Sami Zayn, the, the most over guy in wrestling. Right um, uh, I thought the Candice LeRae damage control segment was so well done on Monday Night Raw. Yep. It was very, very good. Uh, one more thing that I want to get to. I want to address one more thing, and we'll get out of here. Um, one more thing that I've been seeing floating around online is this theory, pun intended, about Austin Theory. Yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, maybe. so there's a theory floating around about him cashing in, yeah. And they're saying that it could be something that we have never seen before, which we're like, okay. So then it comes out that it could be a situation where he doesn't cash in until money in the bank, yeah. That's really interesting to me. I kind of like that, like giving him say, Hey, you got three hours to cash in, you got two hours to cash in, yeah. You better go. The thing is. One, it depends on who's champion at that time. Okay. Because if it's Roman, again, I don't want Theory to beat Roman. <laughs> to be the one to beat Well, just because, again, just because he cashes in doesn't mean he's going to win. Right. And if, but I feel like if you wait until Money in the Bank to cash, it's like WrestleMania. If the first person that ever cashed in at WrestleMania had to win at WrestleMania. Sure. I feel like if you're, if you're the first person to cash in at Money in the Bank and you don't cash in or you're not successful, you look like a complete idiot. Right. And it's been a waste of that Money in the Bank for a whole year. Um, so I don't know. I, I, 
I mean, it could be one of those though, where like he just puts the briefcase in the like for the ladder match. He's in the ladder match again. He wins it again, so now he's got it for a whole another year. To, to See, that's what to. I would do. I would have him go win it again. Yeah. Just because I think that would be even more intriguing. I think the perfect thing would have been for him to cash in on Breaker. I still think that might happen. And like, it's I, a way to get Breaker to the main roster. Yeah, it's a way to get him into the main roster. I don't think Theory needs to be back in NXT though. Like that's that's another thing. I, I feel like Theory's fine on the main roster. We could come up to the main roster with the title and somebody beat him, and then that person go down to NXT. Yeah, I could also see. I mean. Is it for any world title or is it for any title? I think it's any title. He could take the title off of Gunther or Seth. Yeah. Yeah, he could. Or as as was said on commentary, he could take it off Dana Brooke. That was so funny. That was, was hilarious. So funny. And then she got all mad about it. I don't know if you saw that. But yeah, it wasn't even like it wasn't even digging at it her. It was not. Like that was the thing. Is like I saw her tweet before I heard the commentary. Yeah. So I saw the tweet. I was like, oh man, that's funny. And then I heard the commentary. I was like, that wasn't even the point. It wasn't even the point. No. It was. Anyway. Yeah. Regardless. I forgot. She, is she still 24-7 champ? Yep. Is there still a 24-7 champ? Apparently. Because yeah. I. Have we seen it? Nope. <laughs> Since Triple H has taken over? We have not. They just need to give it to R-Truth again. Anyway. For real. For real. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Make sure you follow along at BBW Podcast. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast and on the Body Slam.net YouTube channel. And throw some support over to Tom and the guys over at Sportswire Radio. I know they would appreciate it very much. Um, every Friday now, brand new episodes about the current product. Every Tuesday, brand new episodes. Do that. That's right. All right, for Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Buzzer. Thanks for hanging out with us on this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys.